Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners. And welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Whine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'a Michelle. Where we whine while we whine and sips get real as we discuss life, relationships, business culture, and so much, much more. Much, um, much. Every Wednesday. Yeah, y'all know. It's third Wednesday. And so it is whining with the guys. And of course, we brought back Mr. Carl Gray, he is no stranger to the podcast. He has been here. And we, in honor, again, it is Black August, you know, celebrating Black entrepreneurship. We are talking about Black men in business. If you missed it, go check out our Sis Let's Wine, Black Girl Business Magic, when we talk with the ladies of Shoe Crazy. It's above. There you go. And this is the, just, you know, complimentary to that from the guy side. So we decided we we're going to now have one from the guy side. So, yes, Michelle is indicating her bottle because... We are still we are still celebrating that brand all month. All month, y'all. It wasn't it wasn't on purpose, but it, it, but we it's here. Happening. It's happening. It's happening. Hey, y'all. Hope y'all having a productive week. I hope someone today has told you that you are beautiful, handsome, sexy, gorgeous, prosperous. You look successful. You know what I'm saying? Like you are uh, flossing out here this week. Okay, I'm just saying that because I got two. So I'm you know I'm a, I'm a little happy. I sit up a little bit just today, just today. Um, but for real, for real, I hope y'all having a great week. Uh, y'all know, popping grape experience with you crazy wines. Look, if you watched the last last week's episode, you know I was a little teed off because they were sold out at all like five stores that I went to, which is a good problem to have. But not for me because I wanted to taste it. So I went and I was able to find it and I, it just my luck. The Lord was like, I'm going to bless you today. Not and yes, all, all that. And here's, this, here's your bottle because it was only two left. So even in that, it was like, oh my God, they won't, it doesn't stay on the shelf, clearly. So I am excited to taste this because I didn't get to taste it last week. Duh. So shout out to the ladies of Shoe Crazy Wines um and so yeah that's my popping grape experience today i'm about to okay y'all know i don't have good luck with these type of oh what is it oh it's their sweet um peach mango delight uh okay 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 let's see how let's see how it goes yay because you know these type of tops from with me they be going like y'all gotta save that on your uh your, your <laughs> sound your sound joints <laughs> that was a good sound that's a good pop right there that was, like a good that. Pop. that was a quality pork that was that was a quality pork okay i'm gonna I'm do a generous pour i'm not going over yeah so i have a wine over here y'all but I could not, listen, shoe crazy is hard to find as we established. And given where I live and the time commitment and crunch that I was on, I could not get one. I will just say that I am drinking a Chardonnay and leave it there. And leave will, it there. I will shout out the brands at another time. I won't be popping grapes when I do this, but it's, it's not appropriate for the Black August. It's not even, it's not even American, y'all. It's Argentinian. I'm just, oh. I mean, they might be brownish. 
And I don't know if they would claim the African roots either. I don't, I really couldn't. And this is the thing about the brand though. I could not find who the owner was or anything about this, except the, oh, fact, wow. that it, except the fact that it's Argentinian. Like they don't have a website, at least not one that I could find. So there you go. Now I'm going to say that why I bought this was because there's an elephant on the bottle. And that's my favorite animal. So I was pressed when I saw the bottle. I'm not going to lie. So I guess I'm still kind of sticking with Africa because, I mean, given, well, I don't because know. Because of the elephant. Because of the elephant. And I realize that there are African and Indian elephants. And quite frankly, given the layout of this thing, it's probably an Indian elephant, but it looks too big to be an Indian elephant. Like it looks like it's the size of an African elephant. We just going to say it's African just so we can stick with it. Okay. Okay. I, I'm. I, Look, we don't have, well, we, we can't fact check. So whatever you say, on the bottle. And so it's honorary for this episode because that's what I could find, but it's from Argentina. So it's just leave there. There you go. Some other brown folks. So, <laughs> so y'all know this episode or this month, we're honoring black entrepreneurs. Um, as entrepreneurs of this considered podcast, and some other things <laughs> we have double dabbled in we decided to come say come on friend y'all know our friend carl he has done our photos yeah um, our wow. photographer y'all seen the vlog you can check that out i'll link that above as well <laughs> where you know you hear him in the background he came and waved like five times doing the vlog i did, I did. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, my palm juice yeah my palm you know juice he was a little ashy in the vlog, you know, all that. If, if you haven't seen it, click the link above. You'll get a couple laughs. You'll get a couple laughs, guaranteed. So, Carl, before we get into this, tell us, tell us what you've been up to, homie. Ooh, the busiest time of my life, I will say that. So, um, starting uh, last year, I, uh, as you know, I have my own cybersecurity consulting business, you know, where I teach people how to protect themselves online. I perform cybersecurity assessments. I'm an ethical hacker. And so I've begun to teach ethical hacking as well. So primarily young people, um, I've been teaching them. And uh, you know, I still have my photography business, my management consulting business. But one thing that I decided this year to do was to help people start and grow their own businesses. So you know, this year, my goal is to help 500 uh, entrepreneurs start, launch, grow, or scale their businesses. So that's that's what Launch with Carl is right behind. So I've been helping people launch their businesses all year. Um, this summer, I kind of took a break from it because I um, decided to do a summer camp for young people. So I, it was called the Cyber Business Camp. And so I taught three weeks, um, 36 hours where I taught ethical hacking, teaching high school students how to become ethical hackers. And now I'm in the third week of my um, uh, entrepreneur camp where I'm uh, actually helping young people to write thorough business plans. I, you know, what, what inspired it was I went to, I was asked to be a judge um, for a UPS. They had a business plan contest. And I noticed, you know, it's high school students. I'm like, wait, they not learned, they ain't do this, they ain't do that, they ain't do this. So I like, all right, well, I'll just start my own. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm amazed by these children, okay? The stuff that they're doing, like in their business plans, it's crazy ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good though, because I mean, even I took entrepreneurship one and two in high school. I took accounting one and two in at high Parkdale? school. Parkdale? Yes. They had it at Parkdale? Yes. You know what Parkdale, right? 
you didn't take the right classes then. How about that? <laughs> I had no idea we had an entrepreneurship class. We had entrepreneurship one and two. Like in fact, that. the entrepreneurship uh, two book was the uh, book they used in entrepreneurship 101 at PG Community College. Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe I should have went to class. Well, I skipped a lot, so you know. Well, there we have, then there's that. <laughs> but I mean, anyway. but you turned all right and got your own businesses. So, you like, know what I mean, it, it worked out for you. It worked yeah. out for you. Uh, but <laughs> what I was saying was, you know, even with me taking those classes and I took um, Entrepreneurship 101 in college, uh, for a lot of us, writing the business plan, like writing that vision and quote unquote making it plain, um, writing a business plan is not making it plain. Let's be serious. But <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. That was something that a lot of people struggled with, you know, trying to get their vision down where it made sense enough for anyone who would potentially invest in that in any way, shape or form was a task. And I, even with me taking oh, three of those classes, I never really um, thought that my business plan was what it was supposed to have been. So to hear that, you there's there to hear that you have started that type of class is heartwarming for someone like me um I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family so coming from a family entrepreneurship they didn't have business plans they just kind of especially back in the day jumped out there word of mouth like that's they network that way so to say no I'm on if my thought process was, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to class and I'm going to get degrees and certifications. And it was like, what the heck am I doing at the same time? So to have someone to go, no, let me, hey, offer this information to you to give you a step ahead um, and to guide you in the right direction. To me, to me, it holds a special place in my heart. It's like, oh, I wish there was someone who did that for us when we were growing up and not just here's the class you got it go for it and you're like yeah yep. that, that, that's very true and that's that's one of the reasons that I did it because I you know I really didn't start down this path till like my mid to late 20s you know and I'm, I'm 40 now and that's like you know 15 years and I've done pretty well but when I look back at when I started and what I did I recognized okay so much of that I could have done at a younger age when I didn't have the hindsight bias or that, you know, that thing where adults, the realism that adults had to know that something might fail, that children just don't have yet because life comes easy to them. But, you know, it, it, I feel that if you started there, then the things that are impossible, they're the ones who are able to, to achieve it. And like you said, you know, we, oftentimes what I've noticed in these classes, unfortunately, they're full of people teaching them who have never done it. And so the fact that I have launched four businesses, I've done consulting for Fortune 500 companies, you know, uh, some of the largest uh, city governments in our nation, you know, things like that, uh, having taking that and saying, OK, how do we boil this down to a way that is easily uh, utilized by anybody? And I told my students, I said, look, I don't know how to teach children. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a real teacher. So um, what I <laughs> what I want you to know is I don't know how to teach children. So I'm going to teach you the same way that I teach my clients when it's time for them to, to write a business plan. You know, it's like, this is what I teach them. And I teach, I'm a little nicer to the students, but as far as the material goes, if I know this is what is necessary to get it done. And what I found is that they grasp it so easily. They actually grasp it because it's real and it's something that's been done. And most of the time entrepreneurs, even at that young age, or not, no matter what the age is, 
they're starting a business is something that they like or that they're passionate about. So the right. understanding comes a lot easier. You know, I mean, if you're trying to teach me trigonometry, it's going to be a little bit harder because there's zero interest in it for me, right. you know, for people. But if, the, if you're trying to teach concepts of business and the example that you use is the business that they have, they're going to grasp it. And that doesn't right. matter what age a person is. Right. And it's right. also a matter of what I learned a long time ago was teaching people when it comes to teaching children or young younger people or just people anyway anyway and i say this as someone who's teaching children right now who has taught children who has taught a bunch of children in school settings out of school settings what i what i've learned without a degree i don't have a degree in teaching what i've learned about it is it's passion on both sides because if i don't the problem that we have i feel like in a lot of ways at least in this country, I will say, is that there's this push that you have to get a teaching degree to teach. Not necessarily. No, you don't. You have to have an interest in giving that knowledge to someone else, right? Like you don't have a teaching degree and you still teach your kids without a teaching degree. I would, I hope, I hope you're evolved enough to do that. You've taught yourself something. I right. mean, even if it was how to balance your checkbook and make sure that all your bills are paid on time because if we're even very, if it was how to do your makeup, you taught yourself. You taught yourself. Cause if we're very frank, especially about stuff like business stuff or even household things, we're no longer taught. I will say we we were not taught in school how to balance the checkbook. Home <laughs> economics, they were getting rid of quick up in the 90s. Okay. So a lot I don't of have that so stuff, my name on the pillow. So a lot of that stuff we had to teach ourselves. So the thing comes down to interest. And as far as like age is concerned, so that, that's to your point of if so, if a child is interested or if a person is interested and you're speaking to them about what's pat what they're passionate about, they will learn it. Even mm -hmm. if they even if they hate graphics and, and economics and they can't stand the flow chart, they're gonna learn because if you tell them, well, if you don't learn this, your business for oh well, I, I'm gonna pay attention because it's applicable to what they have going on. And as far as age, I think we get too caught up in the ageism of, oh, at nine, you have to learn this. At fourth grade, you learn this. At sixth grade, you learn this. And as someone who has spent most of my life reading and doing math at a higher level than I was supposed to and being considered gifted, although in my house, that was just basic. Right. It's a matter of if you teach it, they'll learn. I have an autistic child in my house who can do math out the wazoo. If you sit and tell him, it's a matter of how to figure out how to tell him. But if you tell him, he will grasp the concept. And we, I know, um, and I just say that because I definitely have seen it in my life. Of I had a teacher who, like to Michelle's point about the economic book that she had in high school, that was actually a college book. My eighth grade teacher was giving us, my seventh grade was giving us, eighth, was giving us high school stuff. Eighth grade was giving us freshman level college stuff. We didn't know that. We didn't right. know until the end of the year. And he literally said at the end of the year, he came in with the books he got our whole curriculum from. And when they said university, something university on them, we were like, what? And he was like, I've been giving y'all freshman level college stuff all year. And y'all yep. are eighth graders. But it's too, I didn't tell you at this beginning because you would have psyched yourself out. You would have psyched yourself out. And I think speaking to that, entrepreneurship is a psyche game as well. Yeah. You it takes a certain mindset. It takes a certain, it's easy, like you said, it's easy to do when passion is involved. But what do you do when passion dies? What do you do when you feel defeated? What do you do when, you know, I don't understand the statistics mm -hmm. of this growth 
of the of the business how do i continue on because it can get so frustrating where you don't want to quit but you don't want to deal with it so at that point it's a matter of what what is that uh pivot to turn it around to make it make sense and for you to grasp it and and understand that okay I, I, this, this this part of business i don't like i like part say this podcast <laughs> i don't like reaching out to people i hate networking my sister does not like talking to people however this young lady can type up a most the most professional email i have ever seen in my life and i'm over there going because yes, i can't now i can't I don't, I don't want to, I, this is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Look, you know what we about. Just say yes. You know? <laughs> so to that point though, but that's my question to you, I guess, Carl, you've started for businesses, right? You, you know, you've worked with governments and Fortune 500. How do you pitch yourself? Because I think that's, that's, that's I will say for me, that's not my thing. Like, even when people ask me, what's your podcast about? I've gotten better over the course of a year. Oh, I can tell you though. See, but initially, <laughs> but initially it wasn't a good, it was like, I mean, we, I mean, we, and again, we were still trying to figure out this thing. Figure it out. Yeah. But it was but, like, I mean. But when <laughs> she can do the written stuff, if you get me face to face, oh, I can talk to you. I can talk to you. I can tell you about it. I can tell you, oh, well, this is what we're doing. And again, uh-huh. You can look this up and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I can talk to you. I'll write it down for you. I'll send you a memo about what we do. But I think that's why we work well together. <laughs> but you can go ahead and answer the question. <laughs> so this is, this is very, y'all have said a lot of stuff I wanted to touch on, but you know, but y'all get to go and I just be quiet. But, um, <laughs> but I, I'll stop. Right. I'll, I'll be like, hey, I'm here. I like, enjoy it. It's like when I listen to the joint. I'm like, I'm listening to the podcast again. But, um, <laughs> but two, two things. Um, first, when it comes to pitching yourself, uh, and and this is for most businesses. I look at you always supposed to pitch that you are providing a solution. So it's not necessarily what you, people don't really care what you do. It's basically what you do for them. It's the problem that you solve, um, and what you're doing. Like if people hear what you say, even when you say what you do from the standpoint of what is it fixing in my life or what is it helping in my life. Even if you say I have a podcast, the first thing they're going to think about is where they listen to podcasts. And will you provide them entertainment or information during that time? That's where their mind automatically goes. When I say I'm a business consultant, their mind doesn't go to, oh, Carl does this, this, and this. What it goes to is, Carl can, can Carl help me do X, Y, and Z for my business? You know, like all of that type of stuff. So, you know, and one of the things that I teach in my courses is that elevator pitch, being able to give somebody the, the ability to understand what exactly it is that you do and how you do it for them and who you do it for. And though the elevator pitch should not be more than a minute, it, it can actually take days to figure out because of all the things you have to figure out, the who, the why, the what's, the, the who for's, the why for's, all of that type of stuff, so that you can answer those questions because people really don't care about you for more than 15 seconds. You have to keep giving them reasons to care about you, like continuously give them a reason to care about you. They don't love you just because they love you. That's just not even I you know what I'm saying like you got to keep giving the person that you love reason to love you it's crazy um so it, so that's that that's that's the biggest part of it and even as you were speaking about earlier about how there's so many parts of the business it's like yeah I love this part but I hate that part you know one of the phrases that I hate is when people say 
if you find something you love, you'll never work again a day in your life. That is the most bull crappiest crap that I've ever heard in my life. You, that is not the truth at all. I, it's not going to work. That's a full lie. That right. is a full lie because I love dancing. God knows I do. Right. But when you get involved in anything that's more than just you, or even if it's just you, because coming up with a solo is work. I don't care what nobody says. No. Okay. It's not just a freestyle, you know? Um, right. So, especially when you want it to turn out white. But anyway, mm-hmm. I love it to the core of me, to the point where I could, I could do it in my sleep. But it's still a lot of work involved. It's still taking care of yourself. It's still stretching. It's still keeping- You're not going to love every aspect of You're it. not, right. You're not going to love every aspect of your business. No. You're right. not. The love no. comes from the side. You have to love the business but you don't love every part of it. It's like, for me, there are certain things I don't like about business. I never, I rarely tell people what those parts are because I don't know when they're not, I don't want to run up. Um, like this, so it's, it's a part of my secret sauce because there's a way to even, you know, um, whether you outsource it, whether you decide that you're going to build on it, you know, you make those decisions. Like one of the things that we teach, because I actually already started a 15 week mastermind for people who want to grow their businesses you know, where, you know, one of the things that we're going to show is find out every aspect of your business and find out which parts are the things that you do best. People call it the, the, the zone of genius. It's, it's not a, a secret term. It's operating in a zone of genius where we show people how to do that. And even if you're not there now, have a vision and a plan to get there, you know, because, you know, people often talk about work-life balance when it comes to business. If, if it's about achieving work-life balance, you, if you're starting a business, you, if you want to be successful, you won't start off balanced. It's impossible unless somebody hands you a successful business and the plan to run it <laughs> that is infallible and futuristic when they already know what the future is. So you see, you don't have to do it. But achieving work-life balance is one of those things people talk about but they're very unrealistic about it. like no you know i've had clients who are like well i gotta do this i gotta do that i'm like well you're not ready to start a business right now and i'm quick to tell somebody that you know like keep it as a hobby you know it's no problem enjoy yourself do it on the side but don't think you're gonna grow if you're not willing to achieve work-life balance and a part of that achievement is the accomplishments that you make as an entrepreneur to get to that point yeah i, I feel like um entrepreneurship a lot of people forget about the sacrifice it comes into it um which is why they say when starting a business is you know consider your spouses consider your children consider x y and z because those things i'm a true believer in when you're succeeding in one thing something else is not necessarily failing it's just lacking so when starting a business and your focus is there something else is lacking and a lot of times it's family it might be family time it might be you know a birthday party you know something like that um so starting a business business is a, a true um a true literal vision of sacrifice starting uh, a business i mean any business becomes your child people say that and i think people who have kids get offended that have never started a business get offended people just get offended about everything nowadays anyway but it's really true you're taking this thing from nothing to grow it and it's not going to grow on its own like a child is going to grow on their own now it's up to you to rear them and raise them and direct them but they're going to go and turn two and three and develop and go through puberty and all that stuff with or without you like what you teach them mentally yes they need that but physically they're going to grow your business cannot stay the same 
if you don't feed your business, it, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to automatically keep growing without your attention. As long as you feed your child, like, uh, you know, enough to survive, it's going to keep growing. <laughs> it, it will physically keep growing. If you don't give that to your, you you could give your child McDonald's every day. Now, your kid might grow up with a whole lot of overweight problems and stuff. I mean, don't do that. But Clogged arteries, heart Clogged disease, arteries and everything else. Pressure. But if you want fast food your kid, you can fast food your kid. What, whatever fast food that happens to be. You can't fast food a business. No, not at all. Right. It'll die. Correct. So, I got a question, Carl. So, with mm-hmm. your multiple of businesses, your multitude of businesses, um, out of all of them, which of them would you say is your favorite? This one, Marshall with Carl. So my, my passion, like I'm very passionate about it. And I really learned that during this camp, um, you know, because, you know, this was every day, four hours a day, you know, with these students that, you know, and again, I don't even like teaching, but I was loving waking up and talking to them from 11 o'clock to three o'clock. You know, I mean, it was great. I mean, I didn't get the same enjoyment with my hacking classes. Unfortunately, sorry to any of my premium clients out there. I don't get the same enjoyment for y'all. Um, <laughs> y'all just be happy because y'all make a lot of money. So, man. Uh, <laughs> right. So, just because I don't like y'all as much as me, y'all get anything less. Um, but yeah, I love this part of it. You know, like, for instance, you know, I was even thinking about, you know, I was listening to y'all podcast on my joint. And I was like, hey, they, could, they should do this, do that, do that. Like, that's, that's how I operate. Like, I walk into a store. And um, I, I, my mind goes there. My mind goes to, all right, yeah, I want to do this, that, and the other with this business. Like I did it the other day. I happened to walk into a store in Laurel and it happened to be owned by somebody that I knew. And I was like, hey, you should try this, try that. You know, I started moving stuff around. And it's a, it's, it's a women's boutique. Like I know nothing about women's clothing, but I do know something about flow, sales, scale, and all that type of stuff. And like while we was in there, the stuff I did got our sales on the spot. Like, I love that stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I got to meet with her tomorrow because she's why we become one of my premium clients. It's $6,000 a month. So, you know, like, that, that, that's how it works um, with that. And there's nothing better to me than helping somebody else make money. Nothing. I mean, of course, I want to make money myself. But right. doing it for other people is like, oh. What do you think separates that, though? Like, your, your, your passion for working with the youth because you've been mentioning them a lot, them kids, versus, you know, adult premium premium clients. Because I don't feel like most kids is paying your salary, your salary, your high premium salaries. I mean, right. you know. Yeah, they only paid $1,000 for the camp. But um, I think, you know, given the fact I don't have any children, uh, you know, that's that's part of it. And I've all, I have, a, number one, a heart for my community and a heart for the next generation. You know, I, I turned 40 on February 3rd of this year and 40 was just another day but the next day i woke up and something just clicked inside of me about the next generation and what i wanted to do for them you know and it was like man i really want to leave a legacy one way or the other you know and and i, and I think the the results that i get from the young people and they're they're appreciative you know the they have less of a sense of entitlement. They actually want to do something. And me seeing that the future can be in, in good hands. And, you know, I'll just be real with you. Part of it has to do with loss that I've had recently. Um, you know, I, it, I think it was, it's happened so much, but just over the past month, I lost two young people uh, in my life, my niece and my goddaughter, 16 and 19. And, you know, it, 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 there was a break that happened in me 
and it and it really turned something up you know and it was right at the beginning of these classes and i was like yeah let me you know it really made me really push into it and so to see that i'm affecting change you know in this and 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 something where i can't do it in the in the lives of those who passed whom i whom i love you know i love my niece no my god daughter um and so you know it kind of turns something on in me and it's like okay i am going to be able to do something to leave a legacy even if i never have children our legacy is always important and um speaking as someone who i'm gonna be honest you probably should have been a teacher i've been told i should have been a teacher since i was little i don't i don't want to deal with other people it ain't even the kids i want to do their parents um <laughs> that i'm gonna be honest it's, it's other people's parents it ain't even the kids a lot of times it's the parents because i work with kids i work with kids before i had my kid i worked with kids and i loved every bit of the little ghetto creative <laughs> pieces of joy <laughs> even the ones that made me go oh you want to touch my gangster okay bet but let anybody come for my babies especially oh i was right they knew uh-uh miss michelle she she might get on me but she she got my back if something go on so speaking to somebody who truly believes in teaching the next generation mentorship i've always been a big personal mentorship um because i like having a mentor i like having that elder person say hey no this is how you do this this is the way to go no if you want to do that try it you know what i'm saying like having that encouragement from that wise counsel so now with us being older to be that wise counsel to the next generation is is a great passion to have um even though it, it truly it, it takes work it takes drive it takes uh <laughs> tenacity <laughs> to do such things so when hearing that lost from your part um you know you know lost in your life triggered that extra umph it's like okay that's great you know you 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 transfer that energy into something positive that could you know push someone else forward um what are some techniques it with you working with these children what are some techniques when you see them really really like they're trying they're really putting in the effort they're really working and you really notice that they're getting hung up what is something that you a technique that you um apply that'll help them kind of work around that issue i make them lead the class works every time okay it's time I for you to leave so basically i say okay so I have them ask the questions to their, uh -huh. you know, because I mean, most because I have, you know, I created a textbook, workbook, and all that good stuff for them to go through. And I say, okay, we're going through this part, you know, and they all go by, they have the young entrepreneur, you know, that's their names in the class. They'll be like, young entrepreneur pretzel, I'm not saying real names. Um, you know, hey, it's your turn to lead the class. We're going through this part. Um, so, what I want you to do is you take everybody through the steps that are outlined here and you know, you make sure that they discuss, you know, you, if anybody wants to jump in, they'll ask you if you can, if they can help and jump in. And by the time they get through that entire process, they're actually able to do it themselves. Because, you know, one of the things that I learned is you remember 50% of what you hear, 70% of what you do, 90% of what you teach. And so like, okay, so if I can get them to start teaching it, you know, while they're learning, and of course I'm there and I give input, but I'm like, okay, it's your turn to lead this, then, you know, 
And, and every time what's happened is they've actually caught it. They've grasped it, you know, a whole lot more, a whole lot more and faster than if I was just to try to, you know, drill in them or even walk them through it. Now there's some stuff it's like, okay, none of y'all are getting this. So that means that I need to do something better, you know? So let me walk you through it and, and give you these type of formulas. Cause if I see nobody's getting it, then that means there's something wrong with the teaching. But if I see that, you know, one person is off, it's like, okay, so you lead and everybody will teach you while you're teaching them. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point though, because I mean, that's just true. If you can, I've always said to people, if you can teach it, then you know it. Right. That's just what it is. Yep. So to that point though, if you see them challenged, you, you say what you do if they're struggling. So in starting your four businesses, would have been some of your challenges that you've had to get yourself to lead yourself, lead yourself, sir, mm. to the finish line and get- and That's get- the <laughs> So, so, um, man, look, so my first business was easy. Photography, that was easy. Okay. You know, building my photography business is what I started my four days of launch program based on, um, because that was relatively easy. You know, I was operating in the friend zone, um, making money there and it grew organically. When it came to my cybersecurity business, that was a little bit harder, um, because I had to know that, you know, number one, the market was beginning to get saturated. You know, it was more corporate clients. I present myself a certain way that ain't what everybody want. You know what I'm saying? As you see, I'm a black man with a beard and locks. You know, uh, good thing my name's Carl Gray. So that kind of can give me some doorstep. You know I understand. Someone who has a fully Caucasian name. Exactly. I have a name people can't figure out. So I think they just want to meet me to figure out what a Siobhan even looks like. Quite, quite. <laughs> they just think it's pretty. That's how, oh, <laughs> and, they hear, so pretty. and then when they hear your last name, they go, oh, okay. <laughs> well, not necessarily because I've known him. I mean, Andrew Jackson was a president. He's white as can be. That's mm-hmm. why I say they say, oh. Yeah, okay, I think, well, and I think I that know. also leads, and then if people meet my mama, I think that also leads to the belief that I'm mixed or something weird and stuff because people just are confused by who I am. But anyway, it's but better yeah. than having the fully Caucasian name. Right. But yeah, so one, one of the biggest challenges that I had was recognizing that everybody doesn't love what I do as much as I do, and they don't believe in what I do as much as I do. So that's how I created some of the ways, you know, as far as my pitching, as far as marketing and things of that nature, you know, like I said, it was a struggle. Like for a minute, it was an expensive hobby, you know, where it was just like I was doing and doing and learning and all of this, but I wasn't making the money, you know, um, which is why I had to go back to my launch program and like, okay, let me go ahead and do this, Um, you know, start getting the, the big contracts that I wanted. But it, it was really educating my demographic that they needed me. First of all, they needed my services and they needed me to do it. Like you have to teach people that what they want is possible. That's the first thing. And that they need you to do it. <laughs> like that, that's, that's with every, I mean, that's every business. You know, it's like, hey, yes, you can get full, but you need to come to this restaurant to get the food that you that you really want to get it. Right, right, right. No, I, I no look, if no one else understands that, we do. Okay. We definitely we understand. We definitely understand that because we are not in the most common of um areas for 
African-American women doing a podcast. <laughs> we're in a very niche setting. So yes, we most we definitely understand not only just, not only just being our Black, African-American, whatever, Black American. Talking about wine. Talking about wine. Just <laughs> wine as itself is a niche type of thing anyway. It is. Like mm-hmm. when you take it up against entertainment, you know, all of that stuff that people want to talk about celebrities or sports, all of this stuff. And even the podcast world as it is, is extremely saturated and became so during COVID because people had nothing else to do. So you yeah. can get a mic. <laughs> you can get a little camera. Right out of you, Amazon. <laughs> you can upload, even if you don't want to do that. I mean, the mic's are built into your laptop computer and you really just... And if we ain't learned nothing else, social media has definitely showed us. People are listening. You just <laughs> go live real quick. So we definitely understand the, you know, and the challenges of expensive, <laughs> expensive hobbies. Period. Wines ain't cheap in there. These wines ain't cheap. And we ain't even got a lot of expensive wines. We we done stopped oh. in the reasonable lane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I think what it is is everybody has their niche, and it's finding your niche, and oftentimes it's hidden in other people's stuff. You know, one of the things that I uh that that we teach is strategic partnerships, and that's the fastest way to grow is to find out who is doing something that your target market wants. One of the hardest, one of the things that people rarely, rarely um, do well in is, um, is find out who they should be marketing to. They're horrible with developing their, their avatars because they think that they are their avatar. Like in my book, The Seven Day Business Plan, one of the things that I put out there is in big bold letters, you are not your avatar. You are not your target market. Get over the pride of ownership. Listen to the customer. Find out who that customer is. You know, that avatar, turn it into a person. You know, you literally should be marketing to one person, not one individual that you know, but you create this person. You know, I give them a name, you know, their name, their age, you know, how many children they have, what this schooling, how much money they got. And if you market, if you hyper-target to that person, then what will happen is there are pieces of that avatar that other people can relate to and they'll pick up on those things and it'll draw many but what they do is they either try to market to themselves because they really just it's, it's about their ego or they try to market to everybody and, we mark, and both of those get you nobody and how do you identify your audience like how did you identify your audience for not 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 necessarily to relaunch but for like the hyper for the the cyber security or just any of them i guess but that was one so that was the most challenging or even the i figured i would ask that one so it, what funny story the consulting and the cyber security audiences are very similar and that shocked me a lot um i developed i initially developed my avatar based on what i knew and what i thought and even research you know so what you do is you 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 think about who you think it would work for you put those things down. Then you look it up. There are different tools that you use um, in Google. There are different tools in, in Bing, you know, a whole bunch of research. The good thing is my cybersecurity background allows me to do a lot of forensics where I can get really, really deep into stuff. Um, and, and, and so I, I built it around that. But what I didn't take into consideration is me. <laughs> and that's the hardest thing to take into consideration. So as a part of the, you know, our launch plan, what we do is we say, put this out there and be listening to what's coming in. I initially thought of my cybersecurity classes when I was teaching for Learn From a Hacker, I was like, this is going to attract young 
men ages like 16 to 25. They're going to really want this. And so that's who I base everything around. Like my logo is a black dude with locks with a mask on and a hoodie. Like that's how serious I was about who I thought that this that this uh this avatar was. Then when I started giving my webinars, it was like um nah like this is it right here. Like it was like nah your avatar is actually <laughs> middle age by middle age I mean like between the ages of like 35 and 50 black women who are mothers in careers who want to switch I'm like what and it's because of how I present it's what it, it like it, it was that part is like when I sit there and I'm I'm having these discussions giving these webinars talking on these subjects that's who it attracts not only that but you know they're the ones who want to change you know, and they're like, look, I need to do something better because I'm tired of doing this job. I've been doing it because my kids need this, that, and the other. They're growing up now. I want something for me that I'll enjoy. College and da 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 da. Yeah. Right. And so, so, so the biggest part of getting that target market, first of all, do the research yourself. And once you do the research yourself, be willing to pivot and say, okay, let me back up. But the best way to do it is go to market first. Go to market with what you have. Fail forward. Um, you make sure that you capture any type of um, capture, you know, uh, data, you know, whether it be the, the the logistics from Facebook and Instagram, you know, make sure you have your, your targeting on your, your pixels and all that type of stuff so that you know who's coming to see what you have and then say, okay, so if this is who it's working for, this is who's staying longest on my page, watching my videos the longest, clicking the links, opening the emails, then that's, that is my avatar. I mean, a lot of times we want to no, we want to determine who we, who's going to buy our stuff. We cannot. The market determines that. That's been crazy for okay. us because I've been I've been the one looking at our analytics. I haven't done it in a while. I've been busy. Okay, y'all. This is this is an expensive hobby. It's not a business. But one of the things that did shock me hearing you say that was when we started this. It was like this is going to be. We were our avatars. We were our avatars in that it was dedicated towards women like us because we didn't see ourselves represented, right? I think that's a lot of people start that, especially in what we're doing. Not we're not offering us we're not offering a service in that we're not handing you. I mean, I guess we hand you some information if you you know kind of want to listen, but we're not giving you like a class, you know what I mean? Like that's not it's not like a I need to balance my checkbook. We're going to tell you how. We're going to come to your house and show you how to. We're going to show you how to switch to careers. We're going to give you whatever. We're going to help you build your business. That's that's not. We're going to get some wine. We're going to wine. We're going to have a good time. We're going to complain. That's, that's what's going to happen. We're that's gonna what we're going to do, lady. We come on, ladies. Let's sit. It. Let's sit and talk about this foolishness, ladies, right? <laughs> but when I first, the one of the things that killed me was when I actually looked at our demographics by gender, they were actually leaning toward men. Facts. <laughs> there actually was like, it was Please like the other way. five to 60% men. And I was just like, how? We're not shaking boobies. We're not doing anything sexual. We are There's talking nothing about sexual <laughs> happening here, guys. I mean, ain't no shimmies, ain't no shakes, ain't no twerk. We are sitting down drinking okay. wine. Can I do a quick analysis on your content and tell you why? Sure. Go, I right. mean, you, you've watched it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Teach me, oh, sensei. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say, so one, one of the things is, like, the reason that 
you all, I believe you skew men is number one, you talk about things, the way that you all present, you talk about stuff that we actually care about to the extent that it's like, we got something to say. Like I find myself arguing with you all. Like I argue with your, uh, with, with your content, I really do. I mean, um, we argue with each other, so doing well, well, and, and that's the other part. Y'all aren't yes women to the feminist movement. Just keep it a buck. Um, and 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 men like that. That attracts us. It's like okay, it becomes a safe. It's like okay, good. Guess what? I found some women that I can actually, you know, have a conversation with, even if I never have a conversation with them. You know, most of the time, you know, a lot of these joints like, hey, we just turning that off because like, hey, it's the same old thing. We know, you know, we're trash. You know, we need to do this. We need to do that. Blase this, blase that. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of times that's what women are listening for. They're listening for that agreement with the narrative. And men are craving a counter to the narrative. The other thing is your content is better visual than audio, right? I was listening the other day and I kept, I found myself, I was driving and I was listening to the, um, the one where you talked about the romance and the birthday joint, right? Would you let mm-hmm. him drive shadow? And <laughs> I found myself driving and I kept looking at my phone doing parts of it. And I'm like, Carl, pay attention. It's, a, it's, it's, it's all audio. It's all audio. <laughs> but it was like, and then I went, it's like, okay, they, there's something about them that is visual, you know, even when I couldn't see it. I was like, I kept looking like, no, I need to see what's happening here. So, I mean, we tell them to come on to YouTube because we got these facial expressions. Half the time, we move in hands. We are we are extra and animated. We are very yeah. animated. We're dancers. Yeah, <laughs> we we express through our bodies. Right, and especially when y'all are talking to a relationship and y'all are in person, it's like no, you need to watch this. And remember, men are men visual. visual. Uh, visual. So it, it's going to attract us. So, I mean, that's just two of the things that I know. And, and just the fact that you all are to, you know, by social, socially acceptable standards, attractive women, right? You know, you're, you're easy to, you're easy to ask, easy to look at. And so, you know, that'll, that works for guys. But yeah, all of that to say, like, from my analysis, it makes sense that you skew men. And, and I can more than likely, as you grow, you'll, you'll balance out a little bit. But what, what it'll be is, you'll start to get women but you know it'll be like women who bring their men on to watch it as well like it's like they'll watch it together because you can pause and have an argument about it you can pause and have a debate i mean like maybe that's how we need to push ourselves ladies are you in a relationship fellas are you in a relationship bring bring come come to the couch with us we gonna go off grab your glasses of wine and let's and then when we all y'all have at it y'all have a good time let's start some shit and hopefully it ends in some makeup something some breakups oh, up what I mean, you know, you can be your aphrodisiac if that's what you need, baby. We just need you to come, <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. That's what we need. <laughs> I mean, so I'll say this. So like on day one of uh, my seven-day business plan, we talk about naming a business because not everybody has a name. And these are some of the questions that you ask yourself, you know, like you, you do an assessment. You say, is the name making a good impression on, and you do a survey, is it make, making a good impression? Does it look and sound good? Is it easy to say or read? Is it memorable? Does it sound relatable? Is it possible to register trademarks? 
Does the URL exist? Can it be used globally? And does it speak to your brand's identity? Like those are just some questions that you want to ask yourself. You know, we got the whole worksheet and all that kind of stuff. Will you rank it? Um, because a lot of times people miss out on that. Um, you know, and, and they miss out on a lot of things when it comes to it. Uh, when it comes to uh, to to like um, branding, especially starting off, because again, we have an idea that resonates so much with us that everything about it makes sense, mm-hmm. and we forget about. Oh, who are we trying to reach? Who are we going to? You know, and I ran, I ran into that problem in the very beginning as well. It's like, okay, I wasn't thinking about who I was trying to reach. I was thinking about the fact that I know this is good and this will work. And it was like, I just kept calling myself prototype consultant group, prototype consultant group, prototype consultant. Nobody knew what the heck prototype consultant group was. So then it was like, okay, what do I, okay. So learn from a hacker. <laughs> I'll teach you how to become a hacker now. It was like, okay, so now, okay, so still prototype consulting group, like, yeah, prototype consulting group helping businesses. Now, what am I helping to do? Launch businesses. Launch with Carl. Let's just get real simple about it. You know what I'm saying? What, what happens on your podcast? Yeah, I think that's another part of the reason that we realize, like you said, though, but to your point, um, I think a lot of it is just in evolution, right? Because that's the other mm-hmm. thing about, about yep. any business, really. But that's the point about it as well is, even the name that you might have at the beginning may not be what you have a year or two years later because you're you're going off the idea that you had. Like you said, to, to your point about your own business, your own avatar of what you think the person is going to be. You think you're going to get these brothers in here who young and looking like you resonate, right? And you get in dudes that are like women that are older. That's like, I, that, I, what? My avatar is a dude with dreads and a lump light and a hoodie. Why are you here? But it's because of the content, not not necessarily, not the look or the logo of the branding per se. And I think people push that that's what it is, but it's not. It's the actual content of what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And 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 it's like I had to I had to let go of it. Say, you know what? If this is what's working, this is what's working. You know. And and, and it it was a shock to me. I had I thought, and I really didn't even have to adjust anything to my delivery at any point and I honestly thought like okay well maybe I come across a certain way in my videos you know like rotations or whatever and um so I was like oh but I want to know if they would have success in the class that also mattered to me and the answer was yes like this woman is a clothing designer and then she started her own website hacking business on the side but the one thing we didn't really talk about that I do want to see for a second since we, we got a little time now um it's starting a business by yourself versus starting it with someone else. The truth is we've started this together. So that gave us from the beginning a soundboard. And as you said, and as people can see, if you men or men or women, because apparently the fellow our fellow one is a bunch of guys, um, we don't always agree with each other, with society writ large, with popular opinion, with anything. So we're constantly challenging each other in ourselves. Right for what can be better and what the business needs and what we right. need within this business that that's why it, i think it was so quick for us because when you ask the question first i thought you were gonna say like in life when i you thought want, it was gonna be like something like then yeah, when he was like not money what do you but then he said what do you want for your business to go oh fuck. like that i think it's right that's simple for us because that's a conversation that we have had over the past i won't even say year one quite frankly year one was like can we do this can we do this? Can we do this? When we finally were coming up on like, yo, this is our one year anniversary. 
Like we did this, we did this for 30 something straight weeks of content. And that in the was middle of holidays in the middle of holidays, birthdays, vacations, and everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, the sacrifice, we definitely did that moving schedules, which is one of the good things about being your own boss is you can do that. But having to work around kids' schedules, COVID, semi-COVID, kind of back, but not really all of that type of stuff. We were like, yo, we got through year one, we could do this. Mm-hmm. Year two was about, which is why we I mean, we might have to change, well, change part of it now. But while we were like, yo, year two, let's get our branding to look more professional. Let's get email addresses that are not just at Gmail, but are at, you know, a little something to on about.com. Let's get, let's get this moving to a more solid foundation because we're not going to, it's not something that we're dropping after a year because that was the other thing. A lot of, even when we started and I'm, I'm definitely let Michelle go, but I just, I'm passionate about this because it is our baby. Yeah. It was even at the very outset when we started was the question when we did research on podcasts, I'm a researcher. So was a lot of things said, if you can't come up with 50 topics, right? don't start a podcast. If you can't easily rattle off 50, because that's 50 episodes, don't. And when we sat down and it was like, what can we talk oh. about? Oh, oh well, we can do this and we can bring we it down. Oh, we can do this. What about this? And it got to the point where it was literally like, we can talk about anything and everything. And what links it is the fact that we're going to drink a new glass of wine every week. And it it was why we started with so many series. Like we started with like seven guys. Like this five is the cut down. But the five even cut down because we have another friend who's also an entrepreneur who does podcasts and stuff who told us at the end of last year, um, literally at the end of 2021, y'all have too many. People can't figure out who you are or your identity. And that's why we did the, okay, well, instead of doing beauty suite, right? Like that's just dedicated to physical women looks. Let's get, let that morphed into sis, let's wine. Let's just talk all the women's stuff. We'll just talk about on second Wednesday. Wine with the guys has been here from the beginning, y'all. It just got consistent just every third Wednesday. For the culture was because we were going to do a church one and we were going to do this one. These are all these different series. It was like, that's just black people stuff. Let's just put all the black people stuff. And Journey to Fitness stayed from the beginning and the wine out stayed from the beginning because we got to get rid of these wines every every month. Okay. But that, but even getting to that point starting 2022 with just the five series each Wednesday based to its own was our first evolution. And coming to into year two, it was that. But like I said, I guess my point going back, because you know, tips come full circle, was oh, I don't have no more. We yeah, I ain't got no more either. That's why I did my hand and not the glass. Um we at least have had each other. Right. So that was my long-winded, and I'm going to pass the mic to Michelle. But before you move forward. Her uh, question was, how do you do it on your own? Right. That was the question. No, and, I, and I heard that. I actually heard that. <laughs> I actually heard that part. Um, I had a question. It, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do is a business on your own, um, which, you know, I say people all the time, entrepreneurship is a lonely journey but you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. What people don't get is like the vision, the good thing is, you know, y'all have birthed the vision together, but I've, I've, I, even in, in looking at you all, it's the same vision, but y'all actually have two different visions that work together simultaneously, even how you all operate with each other because of your strengths 
and your vision, you're seeing things. The good thing is that you have an agreement to the end game, but you know, it's like you see this and you see this and they come together. Like that's what works. Um, one of the things that I recommend, and that's one, and I'm actually getting ready to start one in mid-August is uh, what I like, what masterminds, you know, um, masterminds are groups of entrepreneurs who come together, they're going through some of the same struggles and they kind of just grow it um, and, and they're growing together. You know, you have your own stuff, but it becomes sounding boards and all of that type of stuff because, you know, we, we get stuck sometimes and it's like, you know, it, it, we, we get in a rut and we feel like we're alone and we want to quit and it's like, maybe I'll just go do a nine to five again, but I know I'll be miserable there. So I'd rather just die on this hill, like all of that type of stuff. But yeah, you want to be in a community of people who are like-minded, who are on the same journey, who have some of the same struggles. Like I said, the good thing is y'all have each other and you both want to grow this thing, but most of us don't have it. And if we do have somebody there with us, they are tag-alongs. But the good thing is neither one of y'all had that. Like I have another, I have a friend of mine, I'm on his podcast often and it's his baby. His sister is a part of it. And, you know, they even had this conversation on, you know, on the air about it. You know, it was like, you know, it was like, nah, this, this is my thing, you know, because she kind of fell off in, in, in a sense because she had other responsibilities. Nothing wrong with that at all. And that's what happens with a lot of people, even with partners, like, hey, I got this idea. You want to do it with me. But what happened with y'all is if we got this idea, let's grow it. You all are a complete anomaly. Like you are not, you are the exception to the rule. Most of the time, it is one person and it's their baby and they're birthing it. It's not even a mommy and a daddy. It's a mother and um, the cousin who drove them to the hospital because they just happen to be out at the same time. That's, I, really, that's I really thought this was going to be that. I'm not even going to lie. She did. Because initially this was her idea. I just was telling her about a wine app. She was like, hey, I'm not a wine yeah, I found this why not. I was like, oh, we should do a podcast. And she was like, what? <laughs> and then it was it's okay. how my brain works. And I think that's what makes this work, where I can shoot out a random idea, like completely random, and my sister will listen to me and then she'll go, okay, now let's pull it back. And let's think about this realistically. How and because of how my brain works, that works for me. Right. Because, because I, one, but that's also maturity in me. I know that. So I go, okay. So you're a visionary. She's a vision bearer. That's what it is. Like, Michelle, you have these grandiose ideas, right? Yes. Yeah. You're, you're the dreamer, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Be the dreamer. And Siobhan is the pragmatism. She's, like, she's a lot like me. Like, I still don't believe her birthday is when it is. So just, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to leave that alone. But, uh, which is why I do not, I can't believe in Zodiacs because she exists. Um, <laughs> let's just be real. But yeah, so, so all, all that to Damn. say, no, no, but, but yeah, so, so that being said, like what it is, is, and that's what everyone needs when it comes to the to the business and that's where I come in as a consultant because most people who get into businesses are visionaries they have these really great ideas but they don't have the the knowledge or wherewithal to like make it work 
you know, which is, it's fine not to know how to make it work. Because the thing is, I don't have the ideas all the time. Look, I don't have good ideas. I make other people good ideas work. You know what I'm saying? Because of the training, the study, and just my heart to see people grow, that's what works in it. So I, I tell my people, I'm, a, I'm the cheapest CEO you ever find. So the reason that you all work together so well is because Siobhan don't have ideas. I have ideas. I so no, do. No, no, hear, me, hear me, hear me out, hear me I out. I have a lot of ideas. Hear me out, Siobhan. I mean, dang, you just. Okay. You, don't, you, don't have, you don't have the dreams. You don't. She got the dreams. And you got the, you have the, okay, this is what we need to do this. Let's bring it here. I, you know what it is? I'm going to tell you exactly what it is about me. I have the dreams. I don't have, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier yeah, about kids with fear. It's about what you said earlier about kids with fear. <laughs> yeah. I don't, okay. because it's not that I don't have dreams. It's that it's easier for me if somebody comes to me and is like, if this is really what it is. If I go, if I were to, because I had thought about starting a podcast before. I really had, because mm-hmm. I work with people who have podcasts. So I had the idea, well, I could start a podcast, but I don't really know what my podcast would be about. Well, I could figure out some time. I could talk about stuff. I could. But I have a fear of failure. And to me, it's easier for me if somebody, somebody can come to me and literally tell me to do I could write a dream down, put it in a bottle, and somebody find that bottle and bring it to me. This is my dream. And I'm like, you biter, because that's my handwriting. But I will make it happen because now I feel, I don't feel the pressure as, as much as failing. Michelle came to me and was like, yo, I have this, let's start a podcast. What are you talking about? Once I figured out she was committed to this, because that's the other thing. That was the other part. Is I'm not yep. going to be the only one doing all the work that's going it. So you but see, that's the, But that was the part for me where I'm a dreamer because of how I was raised. What I'm not going to do is let you do all of the work. I'm not going to just put it out there and then I do like absolutely nothing. Like I told Siobhan years ago, my perfect job would be for me to like, when I have these things would be like, oh, I thought about putting a team together. I can stay with the team for a while and then I can let them go, but they have to come back to me so that I can tweak. We can talk about it. I don't want to be completely X out of it. But that that's right. my perfect job. She was like, that makes so much sense for you. <laughs> like, yeah, but that but that's but that's what it was. It was even when we started this, I was like, so you want to be the host? And then I'm just kind of there. Cause I'm always and I was like, and she was like, no, we're gonna co-host. We're gonna do it together. Like, so we co-hosting. This is another reason y'all it took us till this year, 2022, to be on video because I was like, oh, I ain't being on video then. So this gonna whole have to be audio. My thing is, it's not that I don't have ideas. It's just a matter of, and it's gonna sound real jacked up. If this failed, I could always say, well, this was Michelle's idea. I was just making it happen. So, so I- <laughs> and I'm okay with that because everybody who knows me knows I will jump from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, which is why she had the apprehensions that she had. That's what I like. I fully understand and accept that. And for me, for a partner in any way, shape or form, they have to understand that. Right. That I can un- I can take yeah that yeah that shit just didn't work yep I fucked that one up like I can I can take that <laughs> versus yeah I I have this great idea I I don't mm, that's more frustrated than me feeling me feeling yeah I tried that shit because I had a whole lash business like full blown out lash business thought about all the branding I, and I thought I did about the business the cards for that. 
she made my business cards. I, know, I had I a whole thing for so that. Good. And I had the branding to the point where the name of it was so universal. I could take it from here to there to there to there, but it was all under the same name. It was called More Than Occasional. That could be taken anywhere. It could be More Than Occasional Lashes, More Than Occasional Events, More Than Occasional. Like I had so many things, but I was like, yeah, but whatever. And that was it. <laughs> So that's why I know she's, that's when she was like, no, when she called me, she was like, okay, well, I need you to do this. Oh, all right, you give me an assignment, I'll do it. I don't have a problem with that, especially if it's some, oh, oh yeah, well, oh, you're going to help me do this? Okay, cool. I, I can, I can do that. That works like that. That works for me. That keeps me motivated. Also, because I'm team orientated, I'm not about to be the weakest link on the team. And that's why this works because I definitely am an assignment giver because I can't do it all by myself. Okay. So, so I'll say this. I, you, you actually helped me understand myself better because you're right. You're, it's not that you don't have dreams. Because I say the same, I'll be like, yo, I don't have dreams. You know, I do have dreams. I'm not dream driven. Right. It's like, no. I'm not dream driven. No. I, I will drive other people's dreams. I'm results driven. Right, exactly. Because I want to see results. I want to see results. And, you know, and, and the thing is, like, like I got it. Like, even me, like, I'm a consultant, but I have consultants because I know I can't do it on my own. Like, they take my dreams and make them make them happen while I help other people take theirs and make them happen. Like, somebody like <laughs> your sister um, can be really frustrating because, yes. you know, can. yeah, they can't because it's like you're trying to keep them on task. I'm sorry. Letting them know that. You know, and, and I deal with, and one of the, a lot of my clients I deal with are these people who um, they have an idea can pop in their head while they're walking down the street. Yes. And, and they think that that's the road they're supposed to take. And it's like, no, can we please stay focused on the road that we're going? Because we actually have mapped this whole thing out. And I'm not saying that we can't do that, but put that on pause so that we can, so that we can get the result that we started off with. And, you know, like. And that's what, and that's I say the that's, type of person who will tell you for those who live around DMC, the DMV, this don't make sense. Yo, I need to get from DC to Baltimore. All right, cool. So here's the Michelle. I'm like this. We just gonna go straight up 95. Here's Michelle. Well, yeah, but first, can we stop at Largo? And then I need to go to Laurel. And then I need to actually go to Waldorf real quick. Then we need to go up to Columbia. Oh, by the way, then I, I got to go down to Clinton. So we're not getting to Baltimore today is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> yes. And I, and I deal with a number of these clients and I remind them that they pay me for a specific result. <laughs> and I let them know I, they don't get their money back at the end of this time period if they don't get this result. So you can use me for this. You can use you do that. I said, I will go in whatever direction you come with. But at the end of the day, you're not you're we're done. I have nothing else for you. You know, you got <laughs> you to pay again, you know. And I, like, there was one person, we were going, we had these things, we were doing it. She got frustrated, like, I need to do, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. I said, but you know you want to finish it, but I remember X, Y, and Z. I said, okay, let's do this. We started going in that direction, and then we were doing it, and she said, you know, remember when we first started, you know, we said we was going to do this, and this hasn't happened yet. I said, that's because in this week, and I'll show you the recording of the session, you said you wanted to go down this path. And I said, management consultants do not make management decisions. I'm your COO, you're the CEO. If you tell me you want to go in this direction, I'm going to get you in that direction. But I told you at the end of the day. And that's what, 
But the difference being that she could be like, oh, let's go this direction. Cool. You know what? Let's be right here. I'm going to be like, we're going to go here first. We're going to finish down this aisle before we turn. Okay. And I'll write it down. That's the difference. And that's because. That's what I I encourage. I say, put it in the parking lot. Write it down. Put the, write it down. I, I say, put that car in the parking lot. Put that car in the parking lot. Put that car in the parking lot. We'll drive it later. I have some people who can't. They're like, but I gotta get it. I said, I say, okay. You'll I never. I called Siobhan get- out the blue and was like, Siobhan, I want to make gift boxes. She was like, bitch, what? <laughs> because the because the the thing about it is the the best thing about it is you all are partners, so you can't go without her. Me, I say, I'd be like, look, I will. <laughs> And it, it frustrates me because I'm very resource driven. Like I'm not even money driven. I love making money. I don't love money. I love making money. But one of the things that frustrates me to no end is when somebody hires me for something or I'm on a project and we don't get to finish. And you don't get to set. Now see, but that's now that's the other part. Although I'm not fully results driven, if we have a goal, goal, we don't I was just about it, to I am one to go, okay, look, now we did, like when we didn't hit a hundred subscribers, we were like, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but how do we like really do this? But then when we looked up, we, we had to realize the niche that we're in, but we also had to realize, but we have grown. We have grown. So like, even right now we're at 50. So we're like, so I was like, stop. And they're organic. So, and they so, are organic. I, so, so it's he, that. So here's the thing though, here's the thing. And I'm I'm about to go into consultant mode, right? With this, it's going to be very hard to organically grow a podcast. Mm -hmm. And here's why: there is no medium out there that wants you to organically grow. Facebook doesn't want it. You get three percent. I think it's three percent of your followers um, see what you post there. Instagram is at ten percent max that see your stuff. You know, because they're very ad driven. TikTok the same way. The only one that gives you any type of leeway on that is fan base, but they're so small. It's hard to get, it's hard to even get on there uh, to be able to be able to grow. And so it's going to take very targeted marketing strategies. Like, yes, you're going to have to, you know, start spending money on Facebook ads. Uh, You're going to have to actually start doing face-to-face stuff. You have to, you know, start finding strategic partnerships with people to make sure that, you know, if they're coming, if you're, if they're coming on your podcast or you're going on theirs, that there's mutual um, stuff going on there. You have to go live on multiple platforms. I use something like StreamYard where, and even if you put your recordings on there, you put it out there, you know, you you probably want to get a, uh, somebody who does the hashtag research for you because the organic growth, it's, it's <clears throat> the reason that it's so hard is because the platforms want it to be hard because if you could do it on your own, you really wouldn't need to pay them for it. You know, like it's, I mean, go look at, um, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about Beyonce's following, right? Beyonce has like over 300 million followers on Instagram. The largest amount of views any of her videos have is 3 million. Right. That's 1%. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's a 1% viewer rate. So if that's her, and she has one of the most quote-unquote organic followings on the planet, like how much more, how, how worse is it for us? Like, have you ever noticed how people are like, I ain't seen you in a while. Are you even on right. social media anymore? Right. Like, yeah, I'm on it every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, I don't, but I don't think, 
we're not oblivious to that. What makes us able to work together is we are both goal driven. While she right. may be the dreamer and she is dream driven, because my dream has to come. I want to make my dream come. She's willing to, she's willing to put in the Ooh, work that. to get to the goal right. to mm -hmm. make that happen. And mm -hmm. while I'm more like, yo, I'm I'm results. So I, I gotta set a goal to get the results done. I think that's the middle ground for the dreamers and and the the vision makers, if you will, for the mm -hmm. makers and the dreamers is the is the goal. Because if you can't, if neither side is willing to get to the goal, to to then neither one it can't happen. Then, then it's not gonna happen. But also, I feel like in as for the dreamer per se is also being able to humble yourself you know to go wait I do have to pull back I, yeah this is a dream but all dream so the realization of dreams don't just happen overnight like that's that's not realistically that's not how that happens you know that might happen once in the blue moon to the random whatever and then that's still not all the way true but to understand okay there's some uh you, you gotta humble yourself humility in that like come back what's the work i think your work ethic the, a dreamer still has to have good work ethic right. what is your work ethic to that and for me like, even at work like that's my biggest thing you can challenge me on anything except for two things my character and my work ethic that's it and being able to take direction yes and i and for me i'm good with take to give me the direction <laughs> give me what is it and I, it's plenty of times like what is it that you need me to do Tell me what you need me to do and I can get it done. Mm -hmm. Now I'll do my own creative spin on it, of course, but tell me what it is you need me to do. Give me the deadline. I will make sure it's done. So right. before we wrap, Carl, is there anything that you want to say to the people to last about this whole entrepreneurship thing? Yes. So I got a number of things out there right now. <laughs> got a whole yes, bunch I of them. I heard books. I heard... <laughs> workbooks textbooks and we will put all those links so yes yeah, so uh mid-august i'm launching businessmovermastermind.com um it's a 15-week process with a 12-week year and in three-week hot seats uh, where what we do is it's goal-oriented number one where we help you through the 12-week year accomplishing your goals but not just that the uh the sessions are broken up first is going to be accountability the second you're going to learn something about launching growing and scaling your business so it's like two masterminds in one because most of the time your consultants they'll give you one or the other they'll either be there to help you to get your goals or they'll teach you the things that they know to move you towards there so we're actually going to do two in one on that um also uh four days to launch our four-day business plan we're actually putting that on uh autopilot now so people can actually go in and do it on their own time. Uh, we reduce the cost for that. Uh, also, what's going on is I do, if you ever want to uh, do a discovery call with me where you really want to launch a business, become one of my premium clients. Not all of my uh, prices are $6,000 a month. Um, but yes, you can go to discovery.launchwithcarl.com. We also have a community on, on Facebook of entrepreneurs who are growing their businesses. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's really about networking and knowing if, if you go to uh, Launch with Carl Business uh, Growth Community. And that's, that's what we do. Just look up Launch with Carl everywhere. You know, that's, that's just us. Uh, we're, we are here to help. We will be doing some things with um, the school system um, coming up, you know, where we're helping because I really do want to make sure the next generation 
has entrepreneurs moving forward. And, you know, hey, find me out there at Launch with Carl. Hit me in the DMs are open. My assistant will probably reply. Um, so uh, it is. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, where well, you've heard it from one of the best in the business in the DMV area, our wonderful friend, um, our consultant that we didn't know was going to be our consultant. Well, that we didn't know we needed, y'all. We, we needed. didn't know we needed it, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're here for it. Um, I will and... open my arms and receive it. <laughs> um, so be sure you click those links below in the description box. Ladies and gentlemen, do not miss out on this information. Um, generational wealth is a thing. If you have a child who may be simply making bracelets right now, or maybe thinking about making this, this is information that you can educate yourself to educate them or get educated together. So just a lot of information that um, it's out there, ladies and gentlemen, and, and it's within your reach. So don't be afraid to reach out and grasp it and take it and run with it. And then let everybody know that you heard it right here from a little something, the number two. Wine about with your hostesses, Taya Michelle and Miss Siobhan Camille. Are you not going to tell us about your wine? You're not going to rate it? Oh, yeah. This was great. <laughs> So um, before we wrap this up, my bad, uh, this shoe, I got to put the cork top on it. This shoe, Crazy Mango Delight uh, Cave. I see why. Cave. Is it a Cave or a Cuvée? What is it? C-U-V-E-E. Cuvée. That's what I thought I said. You said Cave, Cave, somebody, hey, somebody, somebody. Somebody's vague. Cuvée. You I do know where she's from, right? It's the same word. It's the same word. Y'all said the same word. Just cheat from the hood. Okay, I'm gonna look at it. Okay, right. I got it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, my rating for this is going to be a four. I like this. Um, I like the peachy mango-y taste. I know, I think they said this might supposed to be like this rosé type. It doesn't taste like a rosé. It the the fruitness the fruitiness the the fruit flavors does not make it taste like your traditional rosé um it does have bubbles but they aren't overwhelming like this is this is cool i i understand why this was extremely hard to find so i'm going to give this a 4 overall good job ladies there at shoe crazy wines i'm going to get the i'm going to get another one I'm, I'm just going to make this a shoe crazy August. That's that's what this is going to be. It is a shoe crazy August. Yeah. It is a shoe crazy August. I mean, it's August. Why not show off your shoes? But duh. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Be sure to join us each and every Wednesday for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wine. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Or a lot. Or a lot. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for whining with us on this episode of A Little Something to Whine About. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to join us live the last Saturday of every month on YouTube or Instagram. And we'll see you next Wednesday for more fun, more laughs, and of course, more wine. <laughs>